0: Women Podcast. For your career and your life, no matter what business you're in.
1: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the 2022 and our spotlight season of the Northern Power Women Podcast. I'm your host, Simone Roche. And in this season, we were leading on from the last episode with the fabulous Sam Walker, where we talked all about setting positive goals for 2022. Still not used to saying that, still not used to say that, but if you haven't already set a goal for this year, don't forget joining ours, which is to get the whole country mentoring. And someone who is helping us do this, that is my next guest, the fabulous, awesome Dr. Joanna Berry. Joanna worked as a lawyer in South Africa after gaining a law degree from Oxford University. She then moved into international business development, working for WPP, McLaren, Formula One and the World Economic Forum. Fancy, hey? Amongst many others. This was then followed by a more self-determined career. I love that phrase that is definitely a phrase that goes with entrepreneurship, until she came, became a mother and academic in the early 2000s. Joanna is now an Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship and Director of the Durham Energy Institute at Durham University, where she formally and informally mentors many students past and present, as well as Joanna took part in our 12-week virtual Northern Power Women Mentoring Program last year. Joanna's always been nominated for something, included Mentor of the Year in this year's awards, as well as hugely proud to have nominated for Disruptor for Good Award, the award which is being given this year in honour of the late, great Professor Jane Turner, OBE. Welcome, Dr. Joanna. How are you? It's been ages. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you as well. And I am great. Thank you. I'm really well.
1: Oh, it's great to back, have you back on the podcast. You were such an amazing supporter and advocate for everything we do here at Northern Power Women World and Power Up Community. And I, I have to say, I really appreciated. I think it was the first day back of school, just got through the whole nasty COVID and all that kind of thing. There was a lovely email that sat in my inbox responding to our first newsletter of the year, just saying, this is great. I love everything you're doing. Keep going in in not so many words, but you're such a brilliant cheerleader and advocate out there. And I think when we started thinking about, you know, our ambitions about getting the whole country mentoring and why mentoring is so important, if somebody that lives and breathes the values of mentorship, it's, it's you straight there. If mentoring could be
0: a person, it'd be you. Oh, thank you very much indeed. I think one of the things that I have learned is that appreciation, whilst it's um, it's easy to feel that it's a bit superficial. It's free and it means such a huge amount, especially when it comes at just the right time, when life sometimes is just, is you're in a little bit of a dip in that, that road that you're traveling uh, somebody saying the right thing at the right time sometimes when they don't even realize it can make such a huge difference so I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad I said the right thing at the right time to you Simone.
1: No and I think that's you know I'm always a firm believer is you know mentoring's about being you know helping you be the best version of yourself it's not about being the best you know um, academic or the best entrepreneur it's you it's you as an individual and I think sometimes just having that one person to be heard or to listen I think is so vitally important so how much have mentors played a bar- part in building your confidence and your, your clear success as, especially as you switch focus along the way?
0: It's it's an interesting one that because one of the things I've never really lacked is, is confidence particularly but it's frequently been misplaced and one of the things that mentors have helped me to do is get that focus right because um, having misplaced confidence can be hugely destructive going blasting in you know, elephant into a china shop can be uh, massively destructive to anyone's career. And and being the sort of person who is naturally extrovert and naturally um, chatty, for want of a better word, uh, isn't always a productive thing and isn't always an appropriate thing. So having people around me who, as you quite rightly say, you can trust and you feel safe to talk to, Um, And you can lean on in a way that you can't always lean on co-workers because they can be competitive. And you can't always lean on your family because they'll always tell you you're great. And you can't always lean on people that you might have chosen as life partners because they might not want to tell you that you're not great. So having a mentor who will be honest and positive, but productive and constructively critical to say, actually, you need to shut up now. Can be really valuable. So for those of us who are naturally confident, that sort of redirection can be really valuable. And for those who are not necessarily so confident, having somebody to say, actually, now's the time to speak up. And this is how you do it. And this is the vocabulary that you use. And this is how you reflect the vocabulary that you're being spoken to in can also be really productive. So it's not always about building confidence. Sometimes it's about refocusing that confidence in a different way. And
1: I think when we've looked through, when we were building our power platform, we were looking through sort of the key reasons why people asked for a mentor, if you like, and we went back and evaluated some of that data. And, and you're right, it's not always the same thing. Sometimes it's confidence, sometimes it's career goals, sometimes it's goal setting. Sometimes it's actually just someone to be there for me, you know, and, and, and to sort of gain a different perspective. So I think there's there's no one size fits all, but, you know, is there, do you have a, a story or a, an example of, of, of that mentor? that helped you out or that mentor that said that right thing at that right time uh, yeah. for you
0: I do I mean I have I have lots of them I have quite a few mentors and they're they're male and female old and young and 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 quite a few of them that what are now called officially reverse mentors which are because I'm getting older they're younger <laughs> than me there are more young people out there than there are people older than me now sadly um But yes, one particular story which does stick with me. I was going through a particularly difficult time at work and what I really needed, although I didn't know it, was perspective. What I thought I needed was grit. What I thought I needed was determination. What I thought I needed was commitment to the cause of making it through this really, really difficult time. I had to win. I had to overcome. I had to beat this particular problem. And the perspective that I got from my mentor was actually that for my health, for my mental health, for my sanity and for the sake of my future resilience, what I needed to do was walk away. That was a really difficult lesson to learn and left to myself, I would have beaten myself against the brick wall that was this particular problem. And I would have lost, but I would have lost more than the battle. I would have lost an essential part of myself. I would have lost my uh, self-esteem, self-confidence. And I look back now and being told in kind, but no uncertain terms, that actually this particular battle was not one that I could win. And therefore I needed to learn the lessons that I learned from it. And I needed to walk away and simply make sure, A, that it never happened to me, again, and B, that it never happened to any other woman again, was the best thing that could possibly have happened. So that was one of the most valuable lessons that I learned and mentor gifts that I was ever given in my life.
1: Wow. And I think it's, it's what you do with that, isn't it? It's how you pass that on. And it, and I think that's that's, yeah. it's, that's what I think is what is really you know, one of the really key things that's part of a, those really successful mentoring relationships. It's not always about how you achieve the goals. It's how you, how you take on the battles, isn't it? I think so. What do you think are the key things that, that really make that successful mentoring relationship? Because often people think, oh, it's not for me uh, because I don't want to bother someone or, or, or actually I haven't got the time to give or to gain, you know? So what do you think are the really key things, the key successful that make those successful mentoring relationships in your view? Yeah, so there's a really
0: important question. I think there's a huge amount of trust is required, and that trust comes from an absolute commitment to confidentiality, and and uh, that sort of mutual respect that, and sensitivity that confidentiality and trust are built on. It's like a, a little pyramid because you have to feel that anything you say in that relationship is sacrosanct. It's a little bit like, you know, going to confession in a way, I suppose. I'm not religious, but I'm guessing it's a little bit like going to confession, I suppose. So in, in my world and when I mentor people, I, And I learn as much from being a mentor as I, as I learn from being a mentee. You know, you, I think the phrase in that article I sent you, the Harvard Business Review article, which I thought was really, really good was to teach is to learn twice. And that's one of the things that I hugely value about being a mentor is that you, in mentoring people, you learn as much as you, as you get. But there, there has to be a solid foundation of trust and you can't trust people that you don't have a natural empathy with. And one of the important things about the program that you put together, Simone, was that you got the opportunity to spend a little bit of time, that 12 weeks, with somebody to find out whether there was that empathy, whether there was that mutual sensitivity and mutual respect. And if there wasn't, then 12 weeks was great. That was fine. You could learn something from the person you were teamed up with and they could learn something from you. And then thank you very much. Sayonara. Goodbye. But if you got on with them and if you could find that mutual ground and there was that trust and confidentiality and mutual respect, then bingo, you've got a relationship that simply flies, which is what I have found with the young lady that you put me in touch with last year. And she and I are having a blast We're we're breaking <laughs> down barriers. And she's she's an awesome, awesome person. And I am utterly thrilled to have her in my expanding network of people that I know and love and trust. And it's it's working really well. So that mentor relationship started with a potentially short term, you know, hit and run um, positive, but short relationship, but has worked because we have that empathy, trust, confidentiality and that, that sensitivity to the mutual respect and safe space that we have between us that you don't have with co-workers or family or partners. You You don't and you shouldn't. So that's why the mentor relationship is, is a very special one.
1: And it's, and it's mutual. I watch the conversations online between your this mutual you've talked about. I think it's really important that trust, that confidentiality, that that respect. And I see that response that your mentee has to you and what you talk about, and equally vice versa. It's like a real tag team. Um, and and I've seen that relationship over the last year or so grow, and I've seen what you both gain out of it. And I think that's what you've just said. They can become peer to peer relationships, can't they? The, the the mentoring, and and I think. I see this relationship and and hopefully um we, we won't name any names because it's confidential but you know it'd be great to see what your mentee goes on to pass on as well you know in, in your that I love that article that you shared you know to, to to teach us to learn twice so it'd be great to see where that knowledge that you've exchanged with your mentee gets passed on It's 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 it's, it's timeless isn't it it's a real legacy to all of this
0: It is. And it's interesting. The article you mentioned, it's Mark um, Horozowski and it's the Harvard Business Review article. It's easy enough to find. But he makes the point that something like 76% of working professionals believe that a mentor is really important to growth, but more than 50% don't have that sort of relationship. And I think there is a little bit of fear in in that how do you find a mentor? How do I dare go and say to somebody, please, will you be my mentor? So I, I think that brokerage that you have performed, Simone, in, in providing a platform for people to say, I'd like a mentor, or I'd like to be a mentor is essential, is really important. And kudos to you for for putting it together and making it so easy for people to find that critical part of uh, the development process of of women in business, particularly, because it's, it's a difficult thing to get right, you know. The the article Mark Kurzaski he's put together that this list of things that you need to be able to do to get a mentor, and it's it's not an easy thing, you know. He he talks about defining your goals and writing a job description and searching for mentors and making an ask and having a meeting and and you, what you've done with with the Northern Power Women um, mentor program is you've put all of that into one package and made it as simple as just just clicking and saying let me join a a mentoring program that does all of that for you so it's it's awesome i i'll do it again no doubt
1: brilliant and what what would you say to anyone else out there you know we we you know as part of our leveling up we're trying to get we're trying to do what joe wicks did for pe and get the country mentoring you know mentoring is a word that's used so often you know but we we feel like there's almost this blend of mentoring and networking sort of blended together To because we wanted to do, we want to keep the country connected we want to keep you know people knowing that there's someone out there so why is it important that everyone should either ask or give
0: yeah it's interesting isn't it i I mean, I have a son. Not everybody has children, but I remember when when he was born, I got this red book. Sometimes it's yellow, sometimes it's black. I got this red book, and it told me all about him, right? It told me all about his fascinations and how much he weighed and how long he was and how round his head was and didn't tell me he wouldn't tidy his room or pick up his socks or how bloody awkward he'd be or what to do about drugs or how on earth to deal with his girlfriends or any of that stuff. Mumsnet did a great job of picking up that conversation, right? when you become a businesswoman there's gov.uk that tells you all about vat returns and it tells you all about corporation tax and there's a, there's a whole list of places you can go online that tell you how to run a business it doesn't tell you why they expect you to make the coffee it doesn't tell you what to do when you get overpromoted by some young bloke that happens to be given the corner office when you think you should have it it doesn't tell you all of those things and that's what the mentor process does. And that's why the Northern Power Women Mentor Program needs to become the mum's net for Women in Business. It needs to be the place that you go to be told the stuff that nobody tells you about being a woman in business. And that's what I learn from this process. And that I think is what I talk about an awful lot with my mentee as well. Um, and with my informal mentees who are both you know, girls and boys, men and women, and all flavours in between, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that there is always a place for those things that .gov.uk doesn't tell you and your, your kid's little red book doesn't tell you, the conversations that are too scary to have. And I'd like this process to be that.
1: And, and and finally, as we kind of come to the end of this great conversation uh, this week, the, we're announcing the finalists for the Northern Power Women Awards, and I know you'll you'll be attending um, uh, as ever to support support the uh, the great talent that we've got in the room and to cheerlead on. And you are actually creating a competition at, at the university for students to attend the awards. Why did you decide to do that? Why did you decide to get them involved to uh, apply to come along?
0: I'm uh, nominated and a great friend of mine, Helen DeMontes, uh is also nominated as an agent for change. And so she, she's the vice principal for St. Aidan's College. So she and I are sharing a table. She is bringing her partner, Lou. I am hoping to bring our new pro vice chancellor for EDI. And that leaves six spaces. So we're having a competition for students and we are asking them to write uh, a short essay or produce a video or produce a mind map to show us how they think Durham University could be uh, better at recruiting a wider representation of students as uh, part of its student body. So the winners of that competition will be given travel and accommodation and tickets to the Northern Power Women Awards so that we can give those students an opportunity to be inspired and encouraged and motivated and enthused about all of the wonderful role models that they will meet at the awards, because it's an it's an astonishing experience. I love the MPW awards, even the even the virtual ones were brilliant, to be frank. And uh, and that was quite a thing to pull off, Simone, in the middle of a pandemic. So I can't wait for these. I'm really excited about them.
1: and and, you know I love that I love the activity and the thoughtfulness and the intention that goes with that because one of the reasons we ended up moving to this big venue is because we wanted to bring people into that room that that may never have thought that they could come or be part of it so the idea that they'll be part of this is amazing so thank you as ever uh, Joanna for not just highlighting how impactful and meaningful these mentoring relationships can be but how intentional you are in your day-to-day passion around role models and around this wide community you are so very well Welcome. And I'm so grateful that you are such a great, avid supporter of what we do. Thank you, Joanna.
0: My great pleasure.
1: And thanks to you for tuning in today. Please do tell your friends about the podcast. Reach out to us on socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all our other socials, or drop us a line, old school podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Join us next week when we'll be joined by another force of nature from the Northern Power Women community. My name is Simone Roche. I am the founder of Northern Power Women, and you've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast,
0: a What Goes On Media production. Hello.